For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Or Major League Baseball needs to implement. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another wonderful live episode. I don't think there's anything else that you need to do but go to an arbitrator and file a grievance about what the definition of economic feasibility is and get the definition of scheduling as many games as possible and let an arbitrator decide what that should have been, could have been, would have been. You know what I'd like to talk to you about? Roman Diaco? I'd like to talk to you about maybe breaking down a game. There he goes. Maybe breaking down. I'm starting to negotiation. Still no deal done. Uh, Hopefully, uh, I'm going to cross my fingers and all that nonsense, and maybe the next time we talk, we'll have a deal done, or we'll just have another proposal that is dead on arrival. We'll see. Jim Bowden with the very latest here on CBS Sports HQ. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you, team. It's just close enough that we might subway get a free footlong. Hey, you never know. <laughs> Just buy one. You get one it's free unlikely, but when you order an app with contact uh, payment for quick of that, and easy pickup. I guess we got to touch That's on this because the get weekly one everybody's worried about time time what's going on situation. The 72-game proposal is apparently shit. All right, Jim, and I think Andrew McCutcheon's Twitter video losers, I feel like is a girl the from most funny Texas. thing I've seen in a while. Might, uh, it just starts off with him more or less doing impression of reporters. And he's, he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, these, they, they, the players won't mind this. I'll give them some water. And then you see here is like the toilet. Because they stole the signs and because 2017 is not 10 years. Hey, I got you guys. You got your water. And then you hear a little baby noise in the background. You know, that cost them. And what they did. Really, really cost like them highly in this recommend draft, so we got to put them at one. At number so, two, I'm going to go with the Boston Red Sox. It doesn't sound like it's when getting any better, and I'm, it, it, this is now the third pick, week, I think, I, in a row that I said Marcus Stroman might be right. Over the keyboard, well, on the floor, and I don't want to harp on this carpet. too much because it's just a dead horse. I mean, this is a yeah, but it's surprising talent. me to see so many people kind of implicitly side really with the owners there. on this, right? Like, how many times have you seen uh, a person but, tweet uh, out in response to a story like this? Just play, just players should just shut up and play. And I'm thinking, you know, the mentality is, oh, they make millions of dollars anyway. Yeah, these owners are billionaires, okay? These owners are billionaires, so they should be able to cough up. The extra the two, three million Foss per player. It's not like it's really going to matter. The money that it should be guaranteed to be. Yeah, yes, it's guaranteed in the contract. There's no COVID Fellas, I literally read an article the most listings. Was an interview with a bunch of baseball players, and they are more or less saying that they have been bullied more in the last three years. That they're not going to take it anymore. And this is just getting borderline ridiculous. That everybody needs to come to an agreement at some point. But I am pulling the players aside. This is the money and the livelihood that these guys out of ten of them are going to only make this kind of money. This point in their life, and then they're going to be back. 
like to doing the normal or riding out whatever here. money they did now make while they were basically baseball players. At the show. And, and minor league players more than that. others. And the minor league system we know is so already completely screwed this season. And the major league guys are just open to, God forbid, get what they were promised. It's nuts. Just think about all the billionaires around the world that have made so much fucking money on this pandemic. Like Jeff Bezos continues to have his net worth go up and it's a very good chance. Hand over fist the Amazon smiley. I mean, dirty yeah. smile You can tell Amazon's not one of our sponsors. The Orioles snapping Arkansas's Austin Kerstad leading Austin Martin to fall into the lap of the Blue Jays at five. Give us your overall takeaways from the draft what a lot of the owners actually do or how they make their money and be billionaires but they're probably making money off the pandemic somehow pay your players man like why is it so difficult I don't understand and if they actually started paying the players this would be all over with and they'd be able to rake back in on that advertising because the pandemic still be actually yeah there might not be anybody in the ballpark but there would be actual money coming in instead of Zippo not yeah for the they first round, the best interest history, the first of their owners, players you know, taken were oh, yeah. all college players. And the first round, <laughs> the high school pitchers really took so, a hit. We're in the pre strike ballpark here, and it might be already starting. Oh, yeah, dude, this does not look good for the next CBA. Of going no. In the first no, round. not at all. Understatement of that year. On a pandemic short season where you're fighting over how much guys are going to get paid, how do you expect it's going to come down when these minor leaguers who have been trapped for six years before they can make their big time money? Like, it's going to be. So anyway, fellas, those departments continue skip the, to dominate you know, drafts. The, and then the finally, same broken record we've been talking about for weeks here. Uh, Let's talk about some things in a recent history as far as Blue Jays stand, because this week was the Major League Baseball draft. draft. Yes, it was the most abbreviated Major League Baseball draft in history. It's done, it's over, it came and went. But let's talk Blue Jays history a little bit before we... We look uh, back on this you know, draft dive fully in five years this. or six years. And I know there has been be a crazy story of the draft last year. What draft. kind of talent Didn't has came through the Blue Jays system? Last few years has been a little lackluster. Brendan, I know you have that I'm list Joanne in front Jenkins of you. We've actually, in these you know, challenging times, we need each other more than ever. We may be apart, but we're not alone. You want to go through that for me? I don't have to find a mutual. I don't even know if I want to. Stay connected. Be wise. <laughs> the biggest story yeah, yeah, I remember thinking that I remember in like freaking, I think it was Heidi 2000. 
Probably has the best chance of winning a gold glove award of any player that was taken in this draft in center field, and the kid can really hit. I love nah. the second pick Ooh. in right-hand pitcher, JT Ginn. Um, stuff, this is a guy that had Tommy John surgery, <laughs> yeah. um, so he's going to be we, out of here. But we he actually did have a first list round of who talent most uh, had he been in this draft. And they followed that up with Josiah Green, Vernon Wells, the outfielder. Um, love the draft for the Mets. And finally, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Shouldn't and, be a surprise, um, but I love the Romero, pick, the right-hand pitcher, uh, pitcher yeah. with the first pick. <laughs> and to be able to come back with Marrow Lincoln with Williams, the shortstop, and Hunter Barnhart, another power. Tampa Bay continues to do what they always do with limited funds. Cecil got drafted by us as well. I don't know if he'd be on the list. Sanchez got drafted. But I just can't believe the amount of talent, guys. As far as homegrown guys, like, outside of some um, of the, the obvious ones, that Roy Halliday and Carlos okay. Delgado, you take guys have one guy. Uh, let's move on from the draft really quickly, though. Let's talk about the upcoming baseball that season that we are hoping to have. Uh, we saw Commissioner Rob Manfred say You had to throw a monkey wrench in there by saying who I loved because I was going to go with It was too easy. We've been crushing on it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I certainly don't love Kevin Pillar. I used to be a huge Snyder fan. I loved the mustache, you know, and I loved the Lunchbox Hero thing. Um, I remember, you know, he always he loves to cook meat. Um, and then I expect he just to respond. And I remember listening. Me, but I think the yeah, he does. I remember listening to Let's Go Rookie Row last year, or two years ago, and uh, Snyder was like, I, I'm still trying to get back into the game. Like he still plays independent ball because he loves it. So, like you just gotta love it. Yeah, you love the mentality. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Travis Snyder. No one didn't like Travis Snyder. Very likable. Houston, a September uh, and he was like one of the season, biggest pro- the at the time, one of the biggest prospects we had. Uh, I forget his so name. He was day. like a big time. He was just a power <laughs> hitter. We traded him away to Houston. He ended up being nothing. He came back to the system. Brett Wallace and Travis Snyder, I remember like people were waiting for that marriage to happen on the field. And I remember we traded away Brett Wallace. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's go- it's done, and so I-, I think that was the beginning of the end for Travis Snyder. Yeah, and that was uh, Anthony Ghost. We got that, yes. that part of that too, didn't yeah. we? That's yes, right. It was one yeah. for one, and that was an extension of the Halloween. No, 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 wait, wait, no. We traded, we traded Ghost for. I thought we traded Ghost for um, Travis. Yes. Yeah, because Ghost went to Detroit. Oh, was it Ghost came with Wallace originally? I maybe? think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. First time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just to throw some of these other recent, because I'm looking at this list I just happened to stroll upon in the Blue Jays' t- first round history, basically. Recently, 
Obviously, we have TJ Zoig, Jonathan Harris, Hoffman. So this is a different Max season. We know that with the season um, going back MLB just a little returning. bit further. When, uh, Marcus Stroman was a first round happen. pick for us. Um, you saw we drafted draft Tyler Beatty way too many times. Jack McGuire, Aaron Sanchez. Um, David Cooper. We'll some of these guys you remember how good he was that one minor league season and everybody thought yeah. he was next John Olerud? And then he and couldn't he stay healthy. That opinion to me. He wasn't so terrible when he came up. There was a few hot stretches of David Cooper, but it was never anything special. Yeah. It was yeah, rather disappointing. <laughs> For Blue Jay fans, it was a little nostalgic because it almost did look like John Olerud. He had that same, like, you know, like, fall through and everything. And just like Ken Griffey Jr. a little bit. Ran with it. But... I thought there was another one here that, guys, I totally forgot he was a, he uh, a few more first round pick at the time, Alex Rios. Mm -hmm. RJ, I know yeah. the paint is yep. not dry so, on the In that same area where we were talking about there, but as far as top 10 guys go, it was Jeff Hoffman. Yeah, there's two players Ricky I'm Romero, here. And it's convenient because they Felipe Lopez, Vernon Wells, Billy Cox, and next year the other one just outside in the picks. And then we had, because we were actually good. He can touch the upper <laughs> the, the only other like top ten picks we had before that were pre nineteen eighty five. And then Kumar Rocker. Wow. So that Kumar just shows you how good this franchise was and how no extremely mediocre we were for so yeah. long. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say because <laughs> they, they, they barely had any top ten. Don't be surprised if there was a lot of mid teens in here on this list. Well listen, hey Alex Rios, that means we drafted a soon to be world series. Champion. Champion. Time, man. Take care. Unfortunately, he had to go through us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <I'm just> yeah. <laughs> so, but fellas, that was really good as far as Blue Jays history goes. And Brendan, I don't think I did. Did you mention your favorite guy that we drafted recently, or was yours the Travis Snyder pick? No, mine was. The I, 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 okay, I, yours was. Okay, yeah. sorry, drinking. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with Travis Snyder. I think he's probably the most likable guy on on the list recently, but. I guess just based off of results alone, Aaron Hill has to be up there for yes. sure. Yeah. Because yep. he was stud for quite a few years. Um, and I know it ended kind of poorly. Maybe not relationship-wise, but just performance-wise. Um, and he didn't even get us anything because it turned into Kelly Johnson. Yes. So, <laughs> but, so, yeah, I'd probably go Aaron Hill. I'd go Aaron Hill. I'm going to go that one step further, seeing I feel like we're kind of going like this in time. <laughs> going backwards a little bit. I'm going to say Sean Frickin' Green. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How good he was. And the fact that we weren't really getting a good of that many times that draft picks were actually hitting in the late 90s there for us. It was mostly guys we had acquired, right? You know, that was, uh, as far as first picks go, that was the one we needed to hit yeah. at that time in our franchise history. And we hit him well. <laughs> Might not have been his peak with his Blue Jays career, but he did really, really good for the Blue Jays there in the bat in the five or six hole guys i think when yeah. he was with us for the most part there was a good couple 30 30 home run seasons in there and some decent batting averages so and some stretches where we should have won more games yes <laughs> yeah. so but i can't pin that on him he was doing exactly what we needed him to do yeah. i might go a little bit where i'm pinning a little bit more of this on alex gonzalez than i probably should but yeah. <laughs> amen so how many shortstops guys have we had in the last decade the russ adams of the world that never really panned oh, out man. and then oh, yeah. to know that we just missed with uh picking troy to in that same draft that we drafted ricky romero right right yeah 
Shortstop has always been. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. We still got him, but we had to give up a little bit more than we probably would have. But in all reality, that trade has worked out perfectly on all fronts, Detroit and all fronts. Yeah. <laughs> For the uh, Rockies, none of those guys have really panned out. And even Jeff Hoffman being a number nine overall pick recently has not done much and honestly guys i think he's going to end up in the bullpen for the rockies at some point <laughs> probably matt matt boyd's really the only one that's worked out kind of nicely for the tigers matt boyd's right. really good and, yeah, and he, he was the roll of the dice candidate in that trade which is even more fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember watching him pitching the minors and then watching him pitch that first game for the blue jays and he pitched the first three innings really really strong and then got lit up like a christmas tree oh yeah yeah, that was quite common. <laughs> yeah, so, but in all reality, he's turned into the point where the Yankees apparently have been scouting him over the last year. So, he's, I don't want to see it, but eh, maybe we can hit him. We might know something. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, let's talk this draft, guys, because just to give, if you haven't been paying attention to the Blue Jays Major League Baseball draft, guys, there is, I know you guys have, but out there in you know, Twitter land that are having to be watching us live here. The uh, Blue Jays allegedly won the draft. Yes. When was the last time we've heard that? I mean, it's only five <laughs> rounds. Yeah, I mean, it's, when it's concentrated just to five rounds, you know, you can do some good things, and the Blue Jays certainly did. But when most people make that claim on who won the draft, it is usually based off of their first few picks. Right, yes, true. Yeah. Fair. And not only did the Blue Jays hit it out of the park, I think, with all five of these picks, I think they actually brought in guys that can help the team sooner rather than later because it's all college talent. Yeah. Which is yeah. where the whole draft steered. I don't know if you guys are paying much attention to that piece of it, but high school guys weren't being picked unless you were the next Bryce Harper or Trout. Yeah. I think uh, Nick York, the Red Sox drafted him 17th overall uh, or 15th <laughs> or something. He was from high school. I don't think he's going to sign. Yeah, and then, um, honestly, that was more or less what the guys were really dumbfounded with watching that first round. They were wondering almost if the uh, Red Sox threw away that They one. did. They did. Yeah. I don't know how you can waste a pick in a rebuild I, like they're going to be. And, you know, I know they're not – they're like what we are, you know, what our 2016 was supposed to be. You're still right. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, – I don't know how you throw away a pick in any draft when you have still, obviously you're not the Houston Astros where you don't have a pick. Right. <laughs> so, I remember yeah. seeing 20, 29 on the recap post. I'm like, Oh, that's why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It took me a minute too. And then I'm like, Oh, that's right. The thing yeah. that, you know, no, I still think that this whole thing of all of us having to be locked in our house is caused by the Astros. It's not oh, China. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's all Very their fault. True. No, I just think that given the circumstances of the whole draft, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that a lot of teams are just like, fuck this. Like, I'm, I, I we're out of our element. We can't concentrate this into just a couple rounds or whatever. Yeah. So just fuck this, whatever. I yeah. think that's probably what the Red Sox did, honestly. Yeah, because their other picks were yeah. not anything that was too crazy either. So it's almost right. like they were right. hoping they don't sign to get the compensate, compensate right. picks next year. But they're also yeah. in that mid-tier purgatory that you were talking about, Craig, earlier yeah. that the Blue Jays were in. So at that point, you're just throwing darts anyway. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I think the lack of uh, a minor league season this year definitely swayed people to stay away from the high schoolers. Because where, where are you going to put them? If you yeah. have a short season, you're not going to play. 
minor league baseball. It's not happening this year. And you may not, you're definitely not making the taxi squad. Jay's lucked out because Martin could be a part of the taxi squad. You never know. Yeah. Dude, so, they're saying 2022. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, I think he'll be here. Yeah. It would not shock me. So I guess we're going to use that as Brendan Panic, our segue points for this evening, <laughs> as we have drafted James Bond's car per Jesse Goldberg Strassler. I mean, Austin Martin. Yes. <laughs> that might have been my favorite comp of the night on Twitter. So shout out to Jesse. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but guys, Villanova. That has been one of the baseball schools in college Vanderbilt. baseball. Vanderbilt. Oh, it's Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Sorry. Vanderbilt. sorry. It's all good. I'm thinking <laughs> other things. Sorry. Vandy. Vandy. Bill Nova is Kyle Lowry. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. That's why. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, both clients of mine at work, Vanderbilt and Villanova. So you there you go. All right. So at least I'm, I'm appeasing our fan base. So. Yes. <laughs> With yeah. my screw-ups. But, On all facets. But yeah, Vanderbilt has been a perpetual World College World Series candidate if not the victor and knowing somebody's coming out of this program and diving literally full on head first into our uh, system, as Adam had pointed out, he could be here as soon as <laughs> whenever how we start playing baseball. Cool. And that might be just because the blue Jays lack of depth in the outfield more or less could put him on par with everybody. And, you know, you catch fire and everybody's watching never know what's going to happen. And everybody from scouts on Austin Martin has been saying his bat is ready. Yes. Yeah. Which is saying something when he just finished up a season with only metal bats. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I know the metal bats for college baseball are pretty much uh, weight wise, not anything crazy. It's not like they're playing with a negative 12. Like I did in Lily. No, (laughs) it's not a toothpick made out of aluminum, but, Fellas, everything I've been reading, all the video, everything points to Austin Martin being a good fixture as the middle part of our lineup is concerned. And that's saying a lot with what our middle of our lineup looks like currently. Yeah, yeah. He's a not only is so they're projecting him to be like a third baseman type player. uh, He's kind of a good utility player from what he's been doing in college. Like he's been playing multiple positions but if we're going to stick him at third that's sort of a blessing in disguise because come around 2022 i think that that's when we're going to give up on the vladdy experiment at third even though he's got a great arm it's sort of wild and i I just don't know if the position is going to be working out for him long term so if you get rid of rowdy telez and shift over (laughs) vladimir carrero (laughs) to first base that infield right martin bichette uh craig and vladdy that whole you know infield is just amazing and to think about that that could happen come 2022 oh man that gives me so much optimism i love it and, and even then if you put him there what are you doing with Groshans too because he got there's my i'll be ready by 2022 too right like they're 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 loaded in yeah. the infield <laughs> me personally just from seeing the video i have seen on martin playing center field fellas i'm i'm honestly kind of encouraged to letting him play center field okay and seeing if he is the Kevin Pillar version of what can actually hit. Mm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'd be nice. Outside so, of April, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah. watching Kevin Pillar in his tenure as a Blue Jay, but in April having, only. Uh, exactly. It was just so spurtsy. And watching the tape on Martin hit is a beautiful, fluid swing. It looks mm. like he hasn't tweaked the thing in his whole college career. It's literally been the same swing per 
it's natural. So I don't see him having those kind of spurts where you're kind of like going up and down all over the place. And I think his legs are just good enough to let him play center field, at least mm-hmm. to the point where he will make, if you can get some good you know, breaks on a ball, there you go. And worst case scenario, he slides into one of the corner spots and, you know, maybe Randall Gritchick isn't here in two years or something like that. And <laughs> you put him in right. So, yeah. I would lo- still love the fact that we would either get somebody else to kind of take over in center field that actually does have the natural gift of speed to mm. go with it. But I would not be shocked to see an outfield with Martin centered on Gritchick and, Gor- and Guriel. I can see and that. And still be very happy with yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if this is a, a good comp because he is six feet tall. But just yeah. his approach at the plate reminds me a lot of Altuve. Like, he's very, very aggressive, but that swing is so pure uh it, yep. to me it's not as pure as Kevin like Kevin has the best approach I've ever seen since Griffey but like <laughs> he, he, he's just so aggressive and he's just got that confidence that I see from Altuve you know the cheating aside um but I, I do want to bring up an, I, I want to <laughs> bring up another element though are you guys worried about the signing because he is a Boris con, uh, client right I, is this like a thing still or do you think it's not an issue anymore the last thing I saw is his slot value, I believe, is 7.2 mil. And I, if you guys don't follow him, you should. Uh, Mason McRae on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. who's totally locked in on the prospects, said that it probably around 7.5. But they are developing that Boris relationship again with signing Ryu. And he did have a lot of good things to say back in December at that press conference. I think yeah. the butter will come up for this next offseason, you know, when Paxton's a free agent and, and whatnot. I think Boris will be worked with a lot over the next okay. little while. Yeah. All right. No, I think, honestly, the moon's aligned. Okay. Where All the right. Blue Jays have finally gotten to that point where, you know what, we're not just rebuilding anymore. We are actually hoarding. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and if they're going to be able to get somebody like Martin, whether I, tell us, he should have never fallen to us. Every draft board had him going two, three. Yes. Either or. Yes. So the fact that he's still lingering around at number five and a lot of the guys on MLB Network during the draft were going, the Blue Jays has got the best guy. Yes. That's major league ready, ready to run into the, you know, into the into the show. There's just no way of just saying it any different. Everybody is in full agreement that we might have gotten the best pick and we were number five. <laughs> what yeah. happens with that? There, there was a debate uh, among Tigers Twitter, if you go and look at it, and, and other people that they could have taken Martin instead of Torkelson. I know Spencer Torkelson is some, another Uber prospect, but there was an equal case for Martin as well to be taken there. Yeah. And you talk about being able to maybe plug and play him after you draft him. It's possible he's only a few months younger than Vladdy, and he's already up around the same as Bo. Why not? If he's polished enough, yeah. well enough. Right now, if I was starting the season and you guys were giving me, in the, if the Major League Baseball rule, roster stuff was just enough different, I'm, I have a chance of winning a 50-game season as a Blue Jay fan, right? Yeah. Throw him in there. See what happens. Worst case scenario, he's learning from Major League players in a season where there is no minor league baseball. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I think that could be said for some of the other picks we're going to talk about here shortly, but... I, I just don't see Martin being shortstop like he was drafted as. We have okay. too much depth at shortstop. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I I wonder if if he doesn't work out in the outfield and he does turn into a stud. And let's say he's up here maybe as soon as next year or 2022 and Groshans is still in the minors. 
and the Blue Jays are kind of hovering around 500, maybe they're a few games above. I seriously wonder, especially because who else they got down in the system? Aurelvis Martinez is also a third yep. base shortstop as well, right? So very I young. wonder, yeah, very young, but he's talented enough where he can come up quickly. I think this pick maybe, for me at least, pushes Groshans further to the trade block where you need that last pick. Or no, that last Arnado. Mm. There you go. Just like the <laughs> conversation we had back in February and whatever, where if you get the right guy, I'm totally fine moving off of Groshans if it's the right guy, especially now that you have Martin in there. And he yeah. played the majority of his time at third base at Vanderbilt. So it, it could work. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, if if we have these positional players and we're using them as, as pretty much capital to liquidate to get these, you know, top of the line, front of the rotation aces, that could be very beneficial. And those are the types of players that we kind of need. Like, I'm no disrespect to Ryu. He's the ace today. But I'm mean, sorry, Ryu, he, he's the ace yeah. today, but he's not like the ace of the, the future. So if we can trade right. Groshans for someone pretty young. I think that can be beneficial. So I, I, I don't have an issue with that because we are we have a lot of backlog when it comes to oh, my yeah. talent. Yeah. Especially so, in field, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, but I think this goes um, to an old saying that Russell Martin said when he was still with the club. You build a team up the middle. Catcher, second and short, and center. Yep. And then obviously yep. you need to have plenty of arms in that situation. And guys, I think they've gotten to the point where they know they have enough arms coming. So yeah. that's why they went a little lower on some of these guys with the, um, I would say sure things with these other pitchers that yeah. are coming up on this draft list that we're going to talk about here. But Adam, if you started the season today, is that ace that we're all kind of dancing around for the future on your major league roster to start off the year? Nate Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't feel comfortable putting him in there. Like I know I, I get the argument for it because it's a shortened season and whatnot. But there's something about the, the how prudent this front office has been when it comes to their young talent. And you can call it service time manipulation or whatnot. They seem to like maximize their potential in the minor league before bringing them up for good reason. So if you if you have Nate Pearson play, I know there's no minor league system now, but if there's no season this year and obviously he's not facing competition, if next year you at least start him in AAA and bring him up early, earlier at that point than you anticipated this year. So this year you say you were thinking about bringing him up in maybe July. Maybe next yeah. year you bring him up in May just to see what's going on, just to fiddle with it. But you got to see what's going on because you cannot run the risk of throwing this guy in there too early and killing his confidence. I don't yeah. see it happening, but I just don't want to take the risk. Right now with the season that we weren't really expected to really push for a postseason, not that it was impossible, but it wasn't really too much on the table. I don't know why I want to risk that. I'd rather yeah. go with the development than throw them to the wolves. Yeah. So I just think it's kind of interesting that we were talking about literally doing the opposite of that to Martin. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it's, he's not a pitcher. Though. It's college. No, I, it, 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 yeah. no, I'm just thinking it's funny. I, that's all. I'm not yeah. knocking either way. Yeah, yeah no doubt. No. I just think it's hilarious that um, we know we have some pitching this year. So I can see completely reason to keep in Nate Pearson ready to go eventually. Right. Yeah. Our outfield looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not saying anything against Guriel, Hernandez, and Grichik, but the fact that one of them has not real really ran away with a center field job. And we I know we talked about maybe Guriel actually is that answer because he's athletic like crazy. But I just can't believe, guys, that we haven't had somebody else hit hard 
and fall into place in that outfield outside of Guriel, really. Gritchick, I'm still waiting to see on because he still strikes out so freaking much. <laughs> so hey, hey, his job's safe for now. <laughs> but I still think that and one of them, I think, is our full-time DH going forward. But if you you got to have somebody like Martin or whoever, Alfred and company, come up and do something to push one of those guys to that spot where they can focus on just their hitting. Mm-hmm. So I think we have better defensive options coming, Martin being oh, one of totally. these included. Even Jonathan Davis could be that better defensive option than yeah. any of those guys. He could play center and Martin could play in right if Richard goes to DH or yeah. whatever. They just rotate it all the time. I don't know. But, and honestly, yeah. if you started the season today, that would be who I would be picking to play center field. And I'd be having, I'd have Teoscar at DH. I, would I wouldn't too. really even think about it. Yeah, I mean, like, they gave Grichuk the money, which is, means that there's more of a commitment there, I think. And, um, you know, right you field have, for him, though, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. I just, for me, it's Teoscar is more of a trade chip at one point, so he's kind of disposable. And I'm not saying yep. that he doesn't have a place on this team, but I wouldn't really feel bad parting with him. I honestly have gotten off the Anthony Alford trade, not because I don't think that he deserves it. I just don't think this this organization has any faith in him, and they've sort of demonstrated that. So, so you're I'm, following I'm the joke of we re- recurrently have on this show that he's going to come back as a Tampa Bay Ray. Yeah. Process. Yes. <laughs> I could yes. see it, man. I could. Yes. I absolutely could. <laughs> it's one of two things. He's either going to be a Ray and crush it or be a Baltimore Oriole and just fizzle out. It's one of those oh, yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just like George. Yes. Oi, oi, oi. So um, on that note, fellas, let's bury that and go to our second round sure. pick. And we'll, let's keep talking pitching as we have CJ Van Eyck. Mm-hmm. This kid had I, his tenure as a you know college athlete is crazy. <laughs> 225 strikeouts and a 3.21 ERA. That is slightly nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have how many innings he has exactly, but he got his way into 41 games. That is a sick number of strikeouts. I have the innings count. It's 176 and two-thirds. Oh, well, it's only like, what, way too many percent points over how many innings he actually threw? <laughs> yeah, it's over yeah. three seasons, too. So Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's really cool, guys. I, I, I don't care what... It, if some people were thinking this draft was a throw-in, fine. Yeah. Do with it. I'm glad that the Blue Jays attacked this like it is still. Let's get who we can get yes. and go with it. Because you got to think that they're, you would hope that Martin signs no problem. Van Eyck's good, and you would hope he'd follow the same suit. I think the Blue Jays had the best bargaining chips in baseball trying to sign these guys full-time, whether it's the minor league pay increases that they actually did over the last year and the fact that they are on the rise. There is a ton of talent in this system, and they have seen nothing but Blue Jays management move that along through the system. Right, right. So if you are a guy coming out of college or high school, would you rather go to somewhere that's actually going to utilize you and or trade you like some team like maybe like the Yankees would, you know, at this point in their, you know, past rebuild? Right. I would think you want to get a guy that's going to be running you right up to the shelf. Mm. Yeah, I think the I think the stigma about being drafted by the only team in Canada is it, pretty close to being over with. Uh, with how good they are, how much buy-in you have from guys like Bo uh, and and BGO and everybody else, and even Nate Pearson right after Van Eyck got drafted was tweeting Canadian flags and being like, "Let's go, Blue Jays, Canada, 
all that stuff. So a lot of the young guys really have bought into playing for Canada's team, especially because they've all seen it in Seattle and wherever they go. Now that the Blue Jays fan base, I think, got reinvigorated by that 2015 and 2016 teams, and everybody in Western Canada and Central Canada were traveling to Minnesota, wherever, people saw it. I was like, holy shit, I'm not just playing for a city. I'm playing for an entire country where there will always be fans to cheer for. So I, I think the stigma is pretty close to being done. And I was talking to a buddy of mine about that. He's like, do you think Martin will sign? I'm like, I do, because Bo was a teammate back then. But I don't think there's a stigma around playing for the Blue Jays or being drafted yeah. by them anymore. Yeah, which is the same reason I think Van Eyck is going to want to jump right in that. He sees that competition, and he's like, okay, I could be just as good as some of these guys that they're already bringing along. And I love watching his motion, fellas. It's very, very pure. Yeah. There's not a lot of hitches to it. So as far as repeatability goes, this kid's got it already. Let's get him polished up and send him up to the show and get him in this ridiculous, you know, starting rotation that we're actually building. <laughs> Which, what was the last time you could say that? Usually we have the one-off guy that we brought up, the Halliday of the world, the Jimmy Keys, all that throughout the Blue Jays' tenure. Yeah, but one guy that we brought up and everybody else, we just went out and picked from here and there and everywhere yes, to be able to yes. bring him in and build that five-man rotation. Everybody forgets that we had some really crummy rotations to start off those 92 and 93 World Series campaigns. And, yeah, you, you grab a guy like David Stewart all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> it's going to go well, right? Um, how fun would it be to actually see a rotation with Pearson, Van Eyck, and company just running through everybody in the American League East, fellas. Yeah, there's more path to success when it comes to being a pitcher drafted by the Blue Jays. Um, Van Eyck, like it, I'm not sure that you're going to see him as quickly as you would Martin, but I, I do think maybe like a 23-24 wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. And obviously Pearson, you know, knock on desk here, is still going to be part of this team. And I nothing, sure as hell so. Yeah, nothing, is, <laughs> you know, happened in that regard. So if you can use that to bolster the rotation and like add another element within it to make us even more of a threat, because hopefully by then we're actually pushing for a postseason I mean, yeah, you talk on, about like, that. That's when we pushed all the chips in on Vladdy, Bo, yeah. and we're keeping yeah. these guys. Yes. Totally. I just love the fact that these guys have all grown up together through this system, and they are having so much fun, and you can see it oozing from the dugout in the middle of the games. That They're just yeah. having a good time playing baseball with each other. And the, I think the biggest thing for that, team chemistry does push each other. Yes. Or if you had somebody coming in on that, yes, it can be a little harder to gel, but there's something to be said about the fact that they are building this up with so many young guys mm -hmm. that they're learning okay. how to win. This is like the Oriole way back in the eighties. Yes. Yes. You got now the blue Jay nation way of doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Brendan, your piece. I know you, I can see you're like, you know, the wheels turning now that we yeah, all do this video are... thing all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the wheels are turning a little bit boys, because I'm just thinking the one really big negative about, having this lost season is, you know how we signed all these rotation fillers like a, a Roark and uh, uh, Chase Anderson and bringing back Matt Shoemaker was to buy another year for this big collective pool of arms in Buffalo and New Hampshire to really start to stand out. And we were all thinking, okay, so maybe by June, we'll see mm -hmm. Pearson come up and supplant an injured Roark or an injured Chase Anderson or a very whatever it may be, right? <laughs> whatever it may be. And other guys, like maybe Zoic gets off to some crazy start in Buffalo and comes up and is like, all right, see you later, Chase Anderson. You were not very good. Um, 
I don't know what you I don't know what you do going into 2021 if there's no season, right? Because these guys who are going to be in the minors as insurance are missing an entire season. I know you have Roark under contract for next year, and you could probably bring back Chase Anderson, but you're just delaying the, the youthful the pitching prospects that the Blue Jays have by another year. Where we're all talking, but going into spring training, it's like, yeah, this year could be the sign where they make that big jump, and a lot of that would be because of the pitching side of things and these guys establishing themselves, but now you're delaying that yet another year going into 2021. So just how that kind of plays into Van Eyck. Yeah. It was 2024, 2025, but just more in the immediate term, trying to weed out those arms that right. have just kind of bubbled up near the top and are like quadruple a guys like a Wegas pack and a, a Zoic and whoever yeah. it just delays that by a whole nother year. Right. Which is yeah. unfortunate. So, Brendan, I know you have a beer date. I mean, drinking date, or I mean, whatever it is that you're going to do. <laughs> so, um, I, are you about to wander off, or do you got a few more minutes? Because otherwise, I'll let you put your two cents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let I'm gonna let go with uh, the panic car punch here at the end of the show here, and you can just run with it and see what it goes. <laughs> I mean, the three, four, and five guys, we can sort of just kind of run through within the next five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. And so three, four guys, we got Trent Palmer. We got Nick uh, Frasso, I think is how you say yeah. it. I'm not sure. And then we, our last pick, funny enough, fellas, to close it out, Zach Britton. <laughs> so, two gifts by the same name. Yeah, two gifts by the same name. And I don't know if you saw my twit, tweet about the whole um, – you know, the Orioles, somebody was talking about the Orioles screwing up and not picking Martin. And um, I wrote out Thank after, you. I'm like, this is the best <laughs> gift we've gotten from the Orioles since leaving Ubaldo in, in the yes. you know, wild card game. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's so serendipitous. It's so great. I love it so much. So the guy that should have been closing that game, his namesake gets drafted to close off our draft for yes. 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How cool would it be? They're still playing at the Rogers Center like five, six years, and the Blue Jays Zach Britton hit the home run into that bullpen where the Orioles Zach Britton got left behind ten years ago awesome. in a wild card <laughs> against the Orioles. Yes, for a wild card game. Oh my God! Full circle. Yes. Cheers. Yes. yes. But no, I, so, out of all of them, I just, you know, kidding aside and because of the namesake is fun. I just don't see Zach Britton having a path to a future here. I don't. I know he's like, he's a fun utility player, but being the last pick in the draft, I'm not saying it was a throwaway by any means. I, I'm sure the Blue Jays did their research, but it, I, it just wouldn't surprise me if this one doesn't work out. Out of, out of the five that we drafted, obviously the last one to me is the most likely to not pan out or to not be part of the future. Yeah, a lot of that's because of where some of this money is going to be going, I think, fellas. Right. Well, I have a strange right. feeling you're going to have to sign Martin around or above slot. That's what I'm saying. Oh, for sure. And you might have to go above slot for Van Eyck, too, yeah. uh, to get him yeah. locked up. So I think the last three picks they made, Trent Palmer, everything that I've heard is like, he's a thick guy. Like, they continue to do that thing like Alec Manoa, right? But yeah. nothing really stood out about Palmer uh, throughout his tenure. And Fronzo as well. I actually don't really know anything about their fourth round pick. Mm -hmm. uh, but from what I've read about Palmer and Fronzo and Britain are that they are safe. You might be able to get them for a lot under slot uh, so that they can pull all that money to locking up Van Eyck and Austin Martin. Yeah. 
I also four. did pretty good in the uh, Cape League. 315, uh, or 3.15 ERA in 60 games. Palmers or Frazo? Yeah, uh, Frazo. Oh, he played for the Cape Cod League, really? So it looks like it says here, according to our friends over at Bloomberg Oh, wow, Panther. he did, yeah. So did uh, <laughs> so, Kevin Biggio play for the Cape Cod League. So it is a very competitive minor league system, yeah. or, or uh, college stop. I live right near it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. think we got our pulse here for the South yeah. Six on that side of the, yeah. you know, border over on that end of the U.S. over here. I'm over on the other border over just below Niagara Falls. Yeah. And you know, our, our, our token uh, northerner. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. far north. Yes. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, this might have had a very different show without you, Brennan. Very yes. different right. name anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I think you're, you guys hit the nail on the head. We have. After the first two picks, safe, safe, safe. I yeah. think all three of those guys can play Major League Baseball, but it's going to be in a little bit more of a timely fashion. And they wanted to make sure they hit it out of the park with those first two picks. So, and then, the, like we've been talking about here, the condensed wonderfulness of this weird draft. <laughs> and the Blue Jays, like I said, I think at least hit it out of the park. And many are very, very happy. And getting the raves that we've been getting from people at ESPN for the Blue Jays actually, quote-unquote, winning the draft is very, very exciting. Because I can't recall them ever saying that we've even taken solid picks. Right. Let alone anything else. Yeah. So I'm going to call chalk this one up in the W column and consider this the Blue Jays continuing to run away with uh, one of the best minor league systems in baseball. Totally. Future's bright, guys. Future is very bright. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So, Brendan, I'm going to let you get whatever the heck you want off your chest because it's been your five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the flexibility to get this done. Uh, I had no idea that this was on the table until this morning. Uh, but, no, I, I mean, at this point, I don't know if we're going to see any baseball in 2020, which sucks. Um, but it, it was very nice to see Blue Jays Twitter come together for the draft. And that kind of got me reinvigorated a little bit because, you know, I'm seeing soccer coming back next week and basketball looks like they're coming back. I know they got some hiccups there that they're working through right now. Hockey's moved on to phase three of their return to play. And I was just kind of like, you're pissing me off MLB, like get something done so that you can come back. Like you're my favorite sport, you and football together. And yeah, yeah, I I hope that they can play something. I would hope for around 82 or 80, 81, right around half a season anything less would be a little bit of a disappointment, but it doesn't seem like it, but it was nice to see how much fun Blue Jays Twitter had yet again for the draft. And the fact they got a stud who could be up as soon as next year, 2022 and contribute immediately. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very encouraging stuff. For so, sure. uh, um, Adam, you want to keep chatting or while well, we like say goodbye to our other friend here, whatever you have. <laughs> <laughs> We want you or somebody in this group to be able to go enjoy a real Friday night out. So we're going to make sure we make that a point for you, <laughs> you know, where we got the old ki- old people with kids and shit here uh, left on the show. <laughs> That'd be me. Oh, well, see you later. Peace out, buddy. Let's go Cheers. Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. Let's go see Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah. Bye. See ya. So, but yeah, was, I really don't know what else to say. I really do not think that this Blue Jays team has done anything but put together the most ridiculous minor league system that they possibly could. And I think this is the real culmination of the many conversations you and I, Adam, have had about how the rebuild is 
really on this kind of front the whole time for this current management team. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, this buildup up until this point and, you know, when it comes to minor league talent, you can't really knock or even, you know, trading for young talent. You can't really knock what this uh, front office has built. Right. And I know like there have been a lot of growing pains and I know there for Blue Jays fans like uh, since uh, obviously not 2016, but 17, 18, 19 haven't yeah. been really pretty to watch. But it all leads oh, why? up to because we got a fifth round draft pick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it all leads up to that. It leads up to moments and to opportunities like this. And when it comes to Martin, like you just never know. And like you said, no one thought this was going to happen, right? No one thought that he was going to fall to five, and he did. And that's what I'm saying. You never know. And when you have that kind of pure talent, I'm not saying this is like Bryce Harper level talent. Might be. I don't think it, it is. Very well, could be. It but could be. The fact yeah. That he's there is nobody saying that he's anything short of a major leaguer right? at this point. One way or the other, you have a standout guy. He might yes. not make it to be your superstar like some people are projecting him to be. But this is an everyday player that we're going to have in our system for a long time. Yes. And I, my, the biggest thing, I think, is that we know his bat's going to carry. is where he's going to fit in on the diamond itself, I think, Adam. And then we can run away with this. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's June twelfth, two thousand twenty. Mark my words, by twenty twenty five, he's going to be on the Canadian cover of MLB The Show. You mark. Oh, there's the bold prediction of the you show. You mark my words, by twenty twenty five, you watch. Stamped it, sealed. There it is. It's in <laughs> it's in audio, so you can <laughs> dig through the archives of Jay Bird watching, find this episode, and be like, that guy. I'm going to have him play the, yeah. the lottery sometime. You watch. I've made some really good calls on that like kind of thing over the year, but I don't want to take credit for one of them right now. What's that? <laughs> I said that Roberto Osuna was going to come up right after Marcus Stroman uh, got hurt in spring training. And I said he was going to run away with a job, which he did. I mean, he kind of did, yeah. I was right about that, but I didn't think about how bad of a person and yeah. these other things that well, are no off one the knew. field. And like, no one ah. knew. And no for one. all reality, he might be a good person outside of that one incident. But as far as it goes, I'm not going to be doing that. And then I actually called that in the beginning of the season that I said, you need to dump Jose Reyes and get me Troy Tulinski or whatever the hell it matters as. And guess what happens before the end of the season? Everybody thought it was fucking nuts. <laughs> Nailed it. He might not have been the best career Blue Jay, but he was better than Jose Reyes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> During that season, I would like to go back and watch the 2015 like highlights and see how many ground balls went through Reyes' legs. I, oh, it, it, the that, there was the arm was just gone. It was gone, dude. Yeah, it was. I mean, I know that was AA's favorite player. That's why he wanted to trade for him so bad. And it was a difficult trade to yeah. trade him away. It was. Yeah, he's learned a little bit more than that since I think. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Baltimore or the Atlanta Braves team is looking rather ridiculous at That's this point. That's what I'm point. saying. Yeah. And uh, but I just the thing that shocked me I think the most about that trade is. They were dumping that to take the offset salary, right? But you only yeah. had one more real reason, one more season, or that season of uh, Jose Reyes left. How different would have our lineup look in 2015 if you had take just eaten that money because you were taking on so much Troy Tulowinski anyways, mm-hmm. and slid Jose Reyes over to second base instead of Ryan Goins? Right, because Travis that was season. hurt. Travis uh, was hurt. Do you think we would have been that much better offensively still having somebody like Jose Reyes' threat in the lineup or not? No, I don't think so. I think his better offensive days were behind him, and it was just a matter of time before he pulled the hamstring anyway. So. There is that point. So you're saying one way or the other we were going to finish that season with Ryan Goins. Yes, yeah, Ryan Goins is going to be the second base. It's just one of those what-if situations as far as I couldn't help but, you know, think about it after yeah, hindsight. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So. 
But anyway, Adam, is there anything else you would like to hit on the head here with a nail really quick before we, uh, you know, wrap up this wonderful another beer watching Friday yeah. episode and go from there? No, the only thing that I thought was kind of ironic about the Martin pick is that the Cleveland Indians drafted him in 2017 and he decided to go to Vanderbilt. So I just thought, like, there here we go that. again. I mean, Didn't obviously, I see that the Mets drafted once, too, or am I looking at Van Eyck, maybe? I think it was Van Eyck because I know the the Indians drafted him in 17, and obviously Atkins and Shapiro weren't part of the regime then, but it's just funny how another Cleveland Indian-esque type of player (laughs) finds his way back into our system. Van Eyck was drafted as a high schooler in 2017 by the Mets, 19th round pick. There you go. Yeah, (laughs) I think he's improved improved his stock just a touch since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's going to be very exciting to see somebody like him even in this lineup because 91-95 carries pretty well all day, every day. And if he's got the uh, crazy stuff like I've been hearing as far as his off-speed goes, it's a guy that was making some of those other college hitters look really, really bad in a competitive division. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see where these guys go. Van Eyck is just something crazy right out of Florida State. So yeah, (laughs) it's going to be – I just – I hope they got sign all five of these guys because I just really don't see any of them missing. But I think that what we were bal- doing there is balancing the checkbook with those last three picks. Yeah. They could, there were some better guys on the board, but well, quote unquote, better guys on the board. But I think they hit it out of the park with this draft and the blue Jays are set up for nothing but success here continually as they, you know, the minor league system might be shrinking after this season, but we're moving right along and we're going to keep the talent crazy rich throughout the system and that pipeline that they've been hoping to build is <laughs> might be bursting at this point. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But the thing is, is that when you have this young talent on the major league roster, theoretically, you're having them for a good six, seven years anyway. And if you have them for a good six, seven years, that's plenty of time to rebuild the system. They've done it in what, four or five anyway. So we're, we're in good shape. Yeah. So yeah, really, really good though. And I think, I think it's hilarious that Brendan's a, uh, nailing us on twitter right now <laughs> oh what do you say he's just saying hi oh <laughs> apparently he just wanted to make sure he you know knew what was going on on our show on his way to the bar of course <laughs> Loyal enjoy your listening. patio time my friend yes so but yeah it's good to see things are opening up but we can only hope in soon adam that baseball yes. comes along with this and you me and brendan will have a little bit more to talk about than watching old world series videos and whatnot live fingers crossed <laughs> man. fingers crossed all right so Blue Jays fans, if you've been enjoying us here on live on Twitter, please make sure you join the conversation here. We are having a good time doing this, and uh, we hope that you are too. So make sure you join in, and we're here to chit-chat with everybody. That's what we're the beer bar, the beer bar forum that you've been looking for, <laughs> and we hope to keep that moving. But until next time, I guess, Adam, I guess this is a uh, let's go, Blue Jays. Let's go, Blue Jays. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.